to the campus coffee I got some Bali coffee too the other day, and it's really good. So if you want ever want to get a good bean to uh, roast, I always try to medium roast. That's my style. That's my brand. Um, but Indonesia, all around that area, I do seem to really like the coffee bean, and it goes with a medium roast. It's strong. It's little. <laughs> It's uh, beautiful and magnificent. Um, the beans, the taste, and Stumptown just, I mean, just kills it. So it's just a good combination of a good company. This is the coffee cup. I got a, a fat bag of uh, Indonesia Bay's Penation uh, Stumptown coffee. I got the subscription for Christmas from my brother-in-law, so I love it. Uh, I, things are lining up right now. I think I have a, uh, a sponsor on board for the coming episodes. Um, so I'll roll that out. Um, but it's like a community-based company, a community-based co-op, um, in Brooklyn that has a space and they're willing to share their space and for free coffee and free, uh, cannabis. So I think I'm going to start shooting everything over there. Watch out for uh, the videos. Right now, this is a uh, uh, audio op, uh, audio episode, uh, audio fire, super fire, super fire emoji symbol, um, 420 plant symbol. <laughs> I'm just talking in straight emojis right now. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the it's 420, man. Um, I see. I feel it out there, and um, in New York, it's definitely out there. And there's shows. This is the first time I'm not booked, but I got a lot of stuff going on on 
uh, on the life front and on the physical front. And uh, I do have some shows in Philly coming out. And I've just been running around and doing spots and then working on this writing stuff, um, working on a script. So that's pretty much um, what I've been doing. Um, Yeah, I had a great set the other night um, in the Lower East Side. Shout out to Todd Modisay, uh the, uh, what was it, the Ugg Show. That was a f- uh, at this little spot, and they put me right up, but the crowd was all there, and um, it was a good time. I wor- I'm just working out all this material, and I can't wait to put it into a special. You know, I've never recorded a uh, network special, and uh, I have to say I'm one of the... I mean, I've been around for a minute, and uh, I've done a, uh, a bunch of audio CDs, and I've done little clips, but uh, I need to do a, like a full video. I guess that's the whole gig. Um, and then clip it out. I know the world of IG. Check out my IG. It's building. I don't mind IG. I killed my Twitter for, you know, personal reasons. And it's just, it's a funky, mad, toxic uh, internet life out there. Um, these were a couple concepts I wanted to talk about. So I appreciate you liking, subscribing to the cannabis coffee hour i'm gonna try to keep the vibe super high um and super uh positive and just put something out there into the universe like uh but it's not the universe it's the internet but it is kind of consciousness um everybody's talking about consciousness everybody's talking about the moment Um, everybody's talking about the internet and that's what I was going to steer it towards is like your internet. That's what I was thinking right before this podcast, your internet footprint is pretty much like your spaceship into the interweb and we're just surfing around out here. So this is my surfboard surfing out into the internet, uh, pro cannabis, pro goofball, pro, um, uh, light and energy. Uh, yeah, check out my Instagram, Rob88Cantrell. That's my uh, whole thing. Twitter, uh, is, I think, uh, no opinion. Keep it moving. Uh, but I'm about to blow up on Pinterest. I've got a big-ass Pinterest account. I'm the number one comedian on Pinterest, and I'm just taking pictures of washcloths in tiny houses in frying pans. Um, that's what I'm, that's what I'm shooting on my Pinterest page page. So if you're interested in washcloths or, uh, frying pans or really tiny houses, like I'm talking real tiny, (laughs) I'm talking, uh, you know, uh, just like a small, like something you could put a booger in. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying, um, I got gifted, uh, from my possible sponsor, um, shout out to Alta, my man Madden. I'll tell you more about this cat, but um, Henry's original. So this is what I got for 420 a pre-roll. So I'm going to smoke that later this evening. Um, but I wanted to get on the podcast and just uh, talk out, you know, what does 420 mean to me? <laughs> uh, but it definitely... I have been playing a lot of reggae. I have to, there's something about Jamaica and reggae. Like you even, it's almost like Led Zeppelin. Like you listen to it and then you just get sick of it because you listen to it too much. But I have been circling back 
and just what is love baby i've been listening to like super love bob marley songs um and you think it's corny but it's so original and its vibration is so positive that um like just cleaning or doing the dishes or smoking herb it just uh, it definitely just goes with it i would and uh i really i am just honored i'm psyched about this podcast uh when we got to interview um jeanette hazel on episode 210 if you want to check it out uh justine hazel justine hazel my bad i i, I went back there i'm trying to be more detailed oriented on the podcast i need to uh, brush it up we're getting a sponsor but i also want to keep it kind of diy and funky fresh um but yeah I was reading uh, this whole whole thing uh, about Bob Marley. I picked up like this uh, record collector magazine uh, from a, a record store, and I just I randomly just opened up this page, and it kind of it weaves like all of like reggae and Jamaican history, and um, you know I it's just different cultures that you can appreciate and cannabis has always not always been in reggae culture and, and i definitely don't want to say jamaica's all cannabis because there's a lot of people that don't smoke cannabis there but within the music world like coffee and cannabis wherever there's good coffee and cannabis there's good art like that's where artists and bohemians that's where you're gonna get good art and when i say good art it's like what is even that? <laughs> no, great music. I know it's it's life. You know, it's like uh, what is great, what is not great, or what is art, what is not art, and it's all in your perception. It's and it's wild how we can all have these group perceptions and put values on it. And I think what's unique about art, somebody, it's just one of a kind, or it's not going to happen again. Like, there's so many different patterns going around and the repeat and all of that, you know, I think life is a pattern. But when you see something uniquely stand out away from the pattern, it makes you, it makes you uh, think that things differently. You know, I think uh, a lot of where I'm coming from is like positive vibe rebellion and sense of you know, being positive is harder than <laughs> being a tough guy. That's the gig that I was kind of thinking about the other day. Um, like, who really is the tough guy with war and violence and stuff like that? Or the person that turns away from it? Um, but sometimes you got to fight, fight, fight for your right. But maybe that's, you know, internal. That's what I'm kind of digging at. I didn't get to... Uh, do my meditation but i did do 10 minutes i just put on 10 minutes and i do gratitude and sometimes the gratitude goes into um um what i'm trying to like manifest what's that intention so i like what i intend to do that day all about today 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 and uh today i'm uh, paying respect uh to the cannabis holiday that is 420 by reading about 
the Bob Marley um, One Love Experience Immersive Exhibition in Los Angeles. Um, through April 2023, Harder They Come 50th Anniversary, Bob Marley and the Whalers Catch a Fire 50th Anniversary. This is a trip because I was born in 1972. There's something wild about 72. Harder They Come and Catch a Fire both came out that year. Um, yeah, man. And that's like the year hip-hop became. Well, hip-hop is like 71, but it's right around that time. So I do feel like a kinship of growing with uh, hip-hop culture and loving it from the start as a young break dancer. I can consider myself a b-boy. Um, I did break dance when that stuff was then at that time. Uh, that was my gig. Um, if you don't know about, there's a story on my stand-up on my last stand-up album, Pure Uncut Joy. I thought it was on Spotify again, but it's not. My record label that I recorded that piece of uh, material with, 800 Pound Gorilla. I love all those guys, but they're in some copyright like uh, royalty thing with Spotify, so it's not up there. So if you want to listen to my latest like produced stand-up audio album and i love it it's recorded in a small um, room in brooklyn called pure uncut joy and i recorded it right before the pandemic like 2018 2019 um when it was uh recorded and released so i'm thank god that i just got that on wax and i remember doing it's not perfect yeah uh, the crowd isn't huge it's a small little room but i do like a full hour and that's a that's a feat in itself, uh, as I'm rubbing my feet right now. <laughs> uh, a little bit of, I have these great pair of tie-dyed socks. I'm really into tie-dye. I don't like to wear a lot of tie-dye. I just would like to watch <laughs> wear a little bit of tie-dye. Uh, so I'll wear some uh, tie-dyed socks just to let everybody know. You know, I definitely will throw down to some live Grateful Dead 1978 Cornell University. If you uh, have a good uh, recording of it, then I'll start dancing. I'll start doing the hippie shake. Uh, those jam band shows are fun, you know, I have to say. Um, dancing, goofing. It's kind of even the like the most cynical dudes, even just like headbanging. People go and go move their shit, you know, move their... <laughs> You know, but it, stoners are in heavy metal. Stoners are in um, reggae. Stoners are in jazz, um, folk rock. So cannabis is just all around art. But you can't overdo it, you know. I definitely uh, want to be mindful as I'm growing this. You know, I'm going to try to just keep it as safe and simple that's why I'm excited to be working with, uh, possibly rolling out with the Alta, which is this community, cannabis community that's uh, working with artists to provide space and uh, sponsorship uh, for, you know, the, and they, so I guess my podcast fit the bill. And I knew this going in um, that it was a good idea. So, and all these little businesses are opening up. So, yeah. 
I'm excited about that rolling out. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, Cause I do, I just need a space to get more gas and, and then just like a home spot and then to cover the costs of product for, you know, each episode. So it, it's a win-win. So if you want to be a sponsor of the cannabis coffee hour, contact at, uh, Rob Cantrell or, um, yeah, I think that'll do it. Hit, hit me there and I'll talk to you, but no freaks, no weirdos. Um, just, uh, pure, pure, nice cats. Um, but I am headlining again in Philadelphia and I've always had a good time in Philadelphia. Um, going back to the punchline. If you listen to this episode, I don't want to make it all about stand-up comedy. Um, but I do want people that's listening to this to come out to shows, um, because I think you would enjoy it. Uh, if you're used to my voice, now, I want to appreciate everybody that's been listening, that's into the cast. I'm into it. I love it. I believe in it. I think it's a uh, a fun little uh, jaunt into uh, exploration of the cannabis coffee space on the internet. Oh, my God. Um, this coffee is so good that I drink, I'm just drinking it black right now. I made it with my, uh, with my trusty, um, coffee maker. What is this? I do the pour over, um, pour, and this, the Chemex, the Chemex coffee maker. It's not even a coffee maker. It's just like a simple piece of glass. And and I know it's kind of douchey and like people think it's a little high-endy, but I do love this. It's the best. The taste is. I've been drinking coffee for so long now and loving it. And I have noticed that old people can keep, you can drink coffee into your 90s. Um, I just don't think uh, my teeth would hold up or the amount of sugar would hold up with um, with soda. So my, my my jam is water, seltzer water, and coffee, usually with oat milk, but I ran out of oat milk right before the podcast, and I needed to get the recording of the podcast on 420, for 420, at 420. <laughs> the obsession around the number, I guess the hype isn't as big in the cannabis world as it used to. I mean, it's always big. Uh, I do know there's some jams. Uh, there's just not as many stand-up jams. Uh, maybe that's just for me. But uh, but the wave of gigs and stuff, it, it just like, it kind of goes and fades uh, with stand-up. I had a couple with 420 shows. The popularity, I guess is what I'm saying, of 420. Um, because will it matter? Like in New York, every day is 420 right now. It's just, it's very accepted. And I think as it gets regulated in some of these communities and the money gets uh, spread around uh, to supporting the arts, I think exactly what Ben and Jerry's, uh, the social um, the sh social aspect and the racial aspect and the um, equality aspect 
uh, has to be put into place. And I think that's where New York is doing really well. And I definitely think companies like the Ben and Jerry's companies uh, is very well. Uh, shout out to Henry's original, though. This is a gift um, that I was given by my boy Madden, who's possibly uh, going to be working with the podcast very soon. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, what I was, <laughs> uh, this, this is too funny. I, I, I lost my place while I was going to read, uh, this, um, this Bob Marley thing, which kind of ties, I guess what I'm saying is it kind of ties all these things together. And I, I just, as again, it's uh, it's just amazing how much music and how profound and and just kind of a simple peace, love, uh, do the right thing type of message, um, you know, reggae music has. During uh, 1969, Jimmy Cliff's Wonderful World, Beautiful People, and the Israelites from Desmond Decker and the Aces in the 1968 hit single from Johnny Nash, Hold Me Tonight, earlier exposed reggae to AM and FM radio airplay in Southern California and several stateside areas. Nash had hired Bob Marley of the Whalers as a songwriter from 1967 to 1972 for his JAD label and also as a performer. The Whalers had opened a late 1971 Nash tour of UK. During this period, Nash developed Marley's nuanced songwriting skills. Two Marley compositions, Stirred Up and Guava Jelly, were recorded by Nash in 1972. Those are both really like funky, you know, kind of kinky reggae type of uh, joints. In the summer of 72, Nash, I can see clearly now, reached, he wrote that, wow. I can see clearly now, the rain has gone. I can go over obstacles in my way. Pum, pum, pum. Going up, you cannot. That song always is inspiring and so sweet. Because uh, things get dusty and then you just wipe them away and then it comes back. Um, let's see here. I was on a roll with reading out loud. That was a, that was sounding good. In the summer of 1972, I could say, Oh, yeah, Island Records, Chris Blackwell, the visionary and AR man and label owner. owner realized the commercial potential of reggae and signed a handful of reggae artists to bring the probing bass propelled messages from Jamaica to a perceived global audience. Yo. In June 1972, the Jamaican crime drama film, The Harder They Come, directed by Perry Hazel and co-written by Trevor D. Ron, starring Jimmy Cliff, premiered in Jamaica. It tells the story of Ivan Martin. Shout out. This, I don't, I, Joe's, I went down to the public theater and saw this play. They were so nice to put me on the list. And uh, I had the best time. It is one of the more, I mean, it was, for me, it was better than um, 
And I saw Hamilton. It was better than Hamilton because it was like a full reggae band and it was just a little bit low key. But then it was like a remake of a 70s film. And then it had re... Man, it was just so brilliant. Uh, It tells the story of Ivan Martin, Jimmy Cliff, a young singer who arrives in Kingston, Jamaica, desperate and eager to become a star in that country. He falls in love with a woman and quickly signs a record deal with a powerful music mogul and soon learns that the record game is rigged. Angry, angered and confident, Ivan becomes increasingly defiant and finds himself in a battle that threatens not only his life, but the very fabric of Jamaican society. Yeah, it is intense. Uh, the well-received film yielded a reggae soundtrack courtesy of Island Company that further positioned these intriguing, enticing sounds to the world. In November 1972, the year I was born, in the month, I caught the debut of How Did They Come in Hollywood at the Chinese, the Grumman Chinese Theater, where it screened as a part of Filmax the Los Angeles International Film Exposition. The place was packed and the crowd loved it. That is sick, man. I have been, I had, I did a doc, a little documentary one time years ago and I showed it live and it had like a bunch of my jokes in it. And just when you see other people react to your thing and getting laughs, like I definitely am excited to uh, do, try to make, not try, I am making more films and uh, more cool content, and uh, especially with this podcast. But uh, I am going to be on an episode of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel coming up. It's episode six. They're on coming on number four. It just dropped last week. Um, shout out to Alex Bornstein. Uh, her special uh, is on... Uh, Amazon Prime video and uh, it's called Corsets and Clown Suits and she's cool and uh, super funny and super interesting and just more of like a high level like vaudeville um, uh, like actor almost it's uh, yeah yeah uh, shout out to Alex and the whole Marvelous Maisel crew Uh yeah, that, that show is exciting. I'm excited to check it out. Hopefully, I won't make it on the cutting floor, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's the little plug and then the, my punchline gig. And I just wanted uh, to talk about that podcast um, with Justine um, and how much fun and just like, uh, you know, I definitely want to go into more filmmaking and get more filmmakers on here, not just comedians, but artists of all sorts, music, um, tap dancing, uh, cooks, anybody that will have a little bit of coffee and maybe, like I don't make people smoke pot, like I'm not going to be high, super high every episode, but sometimes a little, sometimes a lot, Um, I think with podcasting, like it's just a little bit DIY is kind of funky and cool with it. But I definitely, when we go into more of the video aspect, I want to mix it up with like um, some other uh, like kind of sketch elements, more mixtapey is what I may be uh, going towards is like maybe having, you know, filming and recording something at the home base and then going out in the field in short 
increments. And I love making the beats for this podcast. And I definitely want to do more with the visuals and work on it. Um, more like a low five beats type of vibe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love low five beats. And I just, uh, you know, just everything's changing. And I think with creativity, like I'm not scared of AI. Bring it on. I'm going to try to be as uh, funky and creative and, uh, and, you know, I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Everybody's talking about AI and all that. Like it doesn't really... I think the more exposed we get to it, humans are going offline. Like I was thinking about that, like how like just doing living on a, at a simple cottage next to a, a nook, next to a little stream, no internet, just like, you know, uh, just bacon and beans and coffee and salt and uh, a fishing rod and a rifle <laughs> and uh that's going to be the plush luxury. I don't know about a rifle. I'm not a really big gun dude, but I'm not anti-hunting. And I do believe like people that are in touch with nature and a lot of huntermen, hunter people, hunter women, and uh, fishermen and fishermans um, understand nature, you know. And I think the more people, diverse intellect, um, diverse, um, you know, just brain power people. I mean, the nature's so infinite. It's like anything you like, we're, we don't even know that much about it. We think we know it. Well, we do know <laughs> where it is and all around. Uh, I mean the size of the planet and all that, but I think about those things, but then, you know, um, just keeping it simple and being mindful in the moment, you kind of like, cut out a lot of the noise and that's kind of the thing i'm balancing with with uh cannabis use is cutting out the noise and being able to focus i do know it helps people with adhd and i do find like i can clean better um i'm a little bit more peppy you know just knocking out even some of this type of stuff with stand-up i think i definitely work with it and then uh doing podcasts it definitely because there is a, uh, you know, kind of a mundaneness after doing it over and over, but you have to do it over and over and able to get good and get the word out. I don't know. It's a, it's a fun, fun experiment in uh, doing this podcast. Because I do love coffee, and I do love uh, cannabis, and I love art, and I love health. Um, maybe I'm rambly because I didn't, uh, meditate today. I did 10 minutes of gratitude intention onto the notebook, but then they were like, everything's kind of meditation. Like even making music, even doing this podcast, staying within that space to keep on, uh, talking about, yeah, listening to a lot of reggae is, I guess my, been my vibe. That's one way you can celebrate uh, 420, um, and then, uh, also maybe I'm going to take a big fat nap and I'm going to play my guitar and do a little bit of work and we'll drink some water. Um, yeah. Do you want to hear some of this? Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of guitar. This is dedicated to, uh, all, everybody that's stoned and likes to play guitar.
that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the type of stuff I work on. I like just getting into that repetitive stuff. Um, it's like a beat to me, you know? It's like making a beat. It's like making a lo-fi beat. And I always that was a little bit of Sublime. People like to rag on Sublime, but they were like really into, it's just a very cool tone with an electric beat machine and an acoustic guitar. Um, I know there's a lot of people doing that. And I, I did it, I have a song called S'mores Sunset, and that one is on Spotify. Caffeinated Dope Rhymes, if you want to check out my, uh, I, yeah, I have to say it is a hip-hop album. I mean, it's hip-hop influenced, I would say. I do my own thing. Um, yeah, I have a, a pacifist rap song on there called Give Peace a Dance, and it's all about, uh, I do a bunch of references of 90s, uh, 1990s uh, alternative band references and some classic rock references and a lot of Nirvana references in that song. Um, you could check that out. I was checking out the video today and I was like, this is pretty good. I mean, it's out there. The thing is, is there's such a, you're swimming in such a sea of content. It's really hard to get a reel of it. But the thing is, a read, unless you're like super blowing up, but I just always, I like the stuff, if I like it, I like it. Dude, it always said like, takes people 10 years to get an artist. <laughs> and I have to say that I, you know, I definitely, as, as artsy fartsy doesn't really work with doing stand-up comedy all the time, I, you know, anything you want to be kind of yourself and by being yourself, it makes it authentic. Um, so with this podcast, I don't want to be, you know, hacky with the weed content. Um, but I also want to, you know, I'm down for the, I'm down for the vibe, I'm down for the the 420 tribe. Uh, I've been screaming, uh, legalize it forever, man. Not forever, ever, ever. But I was in high times. It's going back to 2003. The first time was at this normal event. This was trippy, man. It was the one time I did perform with Tenacious D. And this is when Tenacious D, this is 2003. They made, I think they their big album came out in maybe nine, in 2000, 2000. That black album um, came out. Hold on. That first album... Yeah, I did a show for Normal, for high. It was Normal Festival, and it was right after I did Last Comic Standing, and it was right in Hollywood. And the headliners was Tenacious D, and then um, this band White Star, where it was Cisco Adler, and he was his dad was Lou Adler, who produced all these Cheech and Chong movies, a Hollywood legend. But he was even dating like Paris Hilton at the time. It was wild. But he had this band. It was called White Star. And it was kind of like a Led Zeppelin rock star band. But um, it was really good. They were good rock and roll. It definitely reminded me of like Led Zeppelin. Not Led Zeppelin. It was like Led Zeppelin meets Van Halen somewhere in the middle. Um, they were good. Uh, and then it was Tenacious D. And then, yeah, it was this band Particle. Um, which is a jam band, and I think they're still out there. The dude like just works. He has a Hammond organ, um, and they do kind of a trippy like ecstasy. I don't know. I'm so old. I say ecstasy, uh, but 
yeah, there's this weird section of, not weird, but of jam bands where it's like Sound Tribe Sector 9, Disco Biscuits. It almost goes more into electrical beats. Like, you just hear, like, people of older start generations, they all grow up with hip hop and they grow up either with dance music or, I mean, dance music has always been there, like disco. I don't know what was before disco with dance music. But then house music, um, techno, dubstep, you know, it just keeps on going on. Like everything like evolves outward and spins off different shit. And, you know, like rock and roll went from the one for the money to like Metallica to Napalm Death (laughs) to, uh, you know, but to Tom Petty to the Traveling Wilburys to the Beatles. You know, it evolves the amount of uniqueness while staying in form always trips me out about nature and life, you know. So, yeah, I went on a tangent there, (laughs) Uh, but I I was talking about that show um, back in 2003 and it was with Tenacious D and they came on and killed it. They came on in like George Washington like uh outfits and and all they said to me and i kept it for some reason and i was really young and cocky back then and but for some reason they were just so heavyweight um i i tried to keep as minimal distance away from them um because they just rolled in and there was something and there was something like when they were going on and they didn't have much time and they came on um, I think they didn't headline. They just came on right in the middle, and they just blew the place apart uh, with those tunes, just the two of them. Um, and I always watched them on. And this was like like 2003, so I've been doing stand up just three years. So I watched them kind of grow on Mr. Show, uh, and uh, on Mr. Show, and. Uh, I remember seeing them come out and then just them exploding, then Jack Black's acting career exploding. Uh, But yeah, that was just a surreal moment. And then they were written up in high times. And that was surreal because I went to the Tower Records that was in New York City on the Upper West Side. And I was doing spots in New York City at the time. So it was like a decision like I made when I was 27. And I was like, I'll give this a couple years. And then all of a sudden, you know, these guys were like what I, I thought was the coolest thing. That, you know, I was just like, whoa, you know, and it was just one gig. And, you know, I didn't become a millionaire from that. But it was a memory that was worth millions, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, I love doing stand up. I want you guys to come and check me out in Philadelphia. The punchline that is uh, May 18th that day. Thank you for uh, listening. If you've got made it this far, uh, I appreciate it. This uh, this stump town, you know, it's so good. It's from the Chemex, man. I did it so right. Um, I'm just excited about the future. Everybody's stressed out, but I mean, not really. You know, it's all more inward. And I'm I do love cannabis being legalized. I think it's kind of messy right now with. Um, you know what's what but as we go forward um 
you know, and just figuring it out as a culture. Um, I definitely want to go more, you know, a classier vibe than what's been before. Like, you always just evolve into what you want, you know. And what I want is, like, you know, uh, a funny, funny, <laughs> uh, goofy, fun uh, podcast. And that's what we got. Yep, happy 420, everybody. I'm going to sign out with that. I peace and love. <laughs>